know, it is a bit bonkers, isn't it, to do, you know, to spend a vast amount of money and do 15 different side dishes and, you know, none of them are what you would normally serve because it's it's got to be, you know, sprouts with lime shreds and chestnuts and God knows what inside to make them really, really trendy and exotic. Wouldn't it be nice if we just took the stress out of the lunch itself or the dinner? What would you do? Welcome to Two Women Chatting. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. And last year we had such a good episode uh, for Christmas with our lovely friend Hannah Bartlett from Jolly Festive. It was one of the most downloaded episodes actually of the whole season. We thought we've got to do a rerun because it was so good last year and we all met up at Spirit of Christmas Fair this year and we were talking about, you know, the the differences in a midlife uh, Christmas and, you know, it's so tiresome and exhausting when you're setting up and you're undecorating so we thought we'd ask Hannah to come on and just give us a few tips on how we can maybe declutter at the end of Christmas and just store things better so it doesn't seem like that massive huge job that it is I know I know you keep up your Christmas decorations basically all year don't you that's one way of avoiding the tidy up (laughs) yes um and I should just say that Hannah is uh half of Jolly Festive with her sister Jo. They run this fab website. So if you're looking for great de- decor ideas and uh, craft, well, it's just everything, isn't it? For basically, Christmas. oh, Elf on the Shelf. I saw you're doing all these cool ideas this year because that is a nightmare with young kids. And that's something that Liz and I don't have to do anymore. <laughs> but you know, I like Christmas, but yeah, not, not Elf on the Shelf. <laughs> so, all right. What are your top tips? It's uh, it's now the end of November and we're looking to, to bring it all out. How do we do it in a way that makes it easier on the way back in again? Oh, yes, that is the uh, million dollar question, isn't it? <laughs> um, I guess, as with everything Christmas, the most important thing is to do it at your pace in the way that's right for you and try not to be too affected by what everyone else is doing and the pressures that you feel from the press, from social media, it's so important that we remember that this is our celebration to do it in the way we want. And I think that sets the tone for absolutely everything Christmas related. Um, mm, yeah. But when it comes to bringing out the boxes, well, it depends on how you packed them last year, really. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> um, I think the, ideally, you'd start well ahead. So there's not the rush. You're not doing it the day of the party that you committed to three months ago when it felt like a good idea. And you do it room by room. So it's pleasurable. So you enjoy it rather than trying to do everything all in one go. And so when you're packing away, trying to think of it in that sense as well. So clear boxes so you can see what's inside, making sure that you take out one room, just decorate that one room, enjoy it. Then a few days later, take out another room and enjoy doing that one, rather than trying to do it all together. And then I've also... never thought of that. Sorry, so I'd never thought of doing my room. It's <laughs> just like a light bulb moment. <laughs> because actually, why put all of your, you know, I'm I'm trying to think all the baubles. You could like sep- as you say, separate them all out by colour per room, and think this is where I go down like my complete ADHD like micro managing <laughs> route, but. 
that's a great idea. And then you could mark it on the side as well, I guess, sitting room or family room or whatever it is. Exactly. I mean, if you are a colour person and you like to change up colour theme each year, then do it that way instead of by room. So these are the red and green traditional ones. These are the silver and golds. But absolutely, if it's broadly speaking the same decor that you're bringing out year on year, do it by room. And my top tip, take a photograph or two of the room during Christmas, or you'll probably take them anyway, print them out, stick them on the box. So you roughly remember where everything goes as well. And, then... and you can get someone else to do it. It's <laughs> <laughs> just genius. That is there genius. We go. <laughs> All right. That is two uh, t- tremendous t- t- tips <laughs> in about two minutes. We are on a roll here. <laughs> just, just so obvious. Instead of me, I'm rummaging through. I've got to be found this. Can't find this. Oh, and then you get distracted and you oh, think, yeah. oh, Do yeah. <laughs> and then oh, you get all the, to kids the artwork. Oh, and lose the world yes. to live, right? Yes. I mean, again, when you put them away, there must be a way that they don't go back all tangled. And, you know, it's obviously such a nightmare every time you get out. 400 foot of lights and try and put those around foot? a tree. Why? Oh God, I do big Christmas. <laughs> I, I, admiration. <laughs> um, yes, so I, and I can't claim to have invented this one, but we love it. Um, the best tip that we saw was a piece of cardboard and wrap them round that. Um, and in an ideal world, you indent the two ends of the cardboard so that you don't, it doesn't drop off the sides. Then what, just like a debate. plain rectangle piece of cardboard? Literally just a scrap like a... of a cardboard box that you've got at Christmas time and then fold over that it sort of makes kind of an H, I guess, um, and then you wrap the lights around that. Oh, um, I see. yeah, I get that, yeah. Then uh, debate on this one, but for me personally, I started the plug end because when I put the lights out, I want to start with the other end of the lights at, say, the top of the tree and wind down until I find the plug. Um, so start at the plug end, wind them on, and then when you finish, get just a little bit of brightly coloured tape and tape it round the other end so that you can find it again. Yeah, good. I suppose later. you could, um, with a Sharpie or something, write on the cardboard, tree light, sitting room tree lights or something, you know, because I tend mm. to use lights in lots of different rooms. In fact, I actually have Christmas lights up year round. Yay! I love Welcome to my world. I love that. <laughs> yeah, they're just so pretty. And they just, you know, it's just such um sort of a charming light source, isn't it? So, so I always have them. Everything looks better right. by twinkly lights. But in the it summer does. now we have festoon lighting up. So yeah, I'm yeah. And that I guess is one of the things that people are moving towards more generally and possibly feeds into other topics that I think we were hoping to chat about today in terms of what decor to keep in a capsule um, kind of uh, Christmas wardrobe, as it were, Christmas um, cupboard. Um, and that is thinking about the things that extend beyond the Christmas season. So the things you can use year round and repurpose. And the fairy lights, the festoon lights, they're absolutely those. Is there any other things that you can sort of repurpose in well, some, the summer? Some people do the tree, uh, which is obviously personal taste. That's a trend, isn't it? Doing a summer tree. And a Valentine's yes, I read about tree. That. Uh, that, that absolutely is a trend, but it's very much personal taste. Some people really enjoy it and some people it's not for them. Um, I, I, get your money to us. I think the wreath works really well. Um, yeah. To redecorate, especially if you've gone for an atypical wreath, like these 
beautiful big chunky wool wreaths that you can get now or the table center doing a table center that you can update for the seasons hurricane vases yeah. oh i love it i love yeah. a hurricane vase absolutely um we were talking about you know as we get older and our kids might start hosting christmas and we've got I know, I know. And we've got emptiness and our kids are more adult. We thought about how nice it would be at sort of towards the end of Christmas to give away, you know, to our adult kids. So they start building up their own Christmas decoration. So what would you call it? Box or something. Love that idea. Um, Yeah, I think it's nice to hand them on. I've still got Christmas baubles from when I was a kid that I found that my mum had tucked away and they're I mean they're the old-fashioned kind they break really easily they're tiny they're beautiful but it reminds me of my my childhood Christmases I think that's it some of them are really breakable and some of them were horrible but some of them were gorgeous and I wish my mum gave me a load and I don't know what I've done with them I feel really bad because they you know because they came back in fashion because that's the thing about handing one to your children isn't it it's like "Mm," they go no but then 20 years later they're vintage Absolutely. And they are back in fashion. Mm. They're retro, aren't they? They really are. And they really are at the moment, those old inverted um, baubles mm. and the fairy lights with the little flower heads. They're all really Ooh, yeah, some of them. Multicolours. <laughs> yeah. Although the LED yeah. version, to be fair, on the lights. <laughs> right. Okay, LED. That's a, that's a good thing. How about sustainability at Christmas? Yeah. Um, like one thing that drives me crazy is Christmas cards, and I've basically given up sending them. Um, partly that is laziness. But partly it is saving trees and partly it's the finance of it. They, and now with the post office charges, it's, it's like 75p second, second class, class yeah. to send a card. What is the, what, what's the trend these days? Do you think a lot more people are going away from sending cards? Or are we all like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm giving the money to charity instead. Absolutely. You go down the pub. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to comment on that, but... I think you're right. I think the days of the mass Christmas card are behind us. But there's still that something, special something about receiving through the post a handwritten card that's been thoughtfully picked out for you. And I think that's where we're moving towards is whether it's, you know, the kids when they were younger or the grandchildren in future making cards, which are so special. And they're the bits that go in the box of memories, right? Or some a card that you've picked out thoughtfully for a neighbour who you know will really appreciate it coming through the door. But it is more cherry picking who you send them to. And there's so many more other creative ways that we can send those wishes now. Um, one that I love is, um, I mean, this is completely off the, off the wall, but you get these beautiful eco dishcloths. Um, now, the ones that when you finish using them, you throw them on the compost heap, which is genius. Um, but you can get Christmas themed ones. So turn it over, write a message on the back of it and give back to someone for Christmas. Then literally the whole of Christmas, they're going to be thinking of you. And then at the end, throw it in the bin. Oh, not sorry, not throw it in the bin. That's the whole point. (laughs) Throw it in the compost heap. (laughs) I've not heard of them. What a lovely idea. idea. Yeah. (laughs) Where can you get those from? Can you get them? Do you sell them? Uh, No, we don't sell anything. We're totally ideas and inspiration. That's quite enough for us. (laughs) But um, uh, definitely on various uh, online online shops amazon have them um but um you'll find them in things like the national trust places like that they have them they're, they're a swedish oh, okay. design um with kind of a ripple effect to them they're very um distinctive um but they come in all sorts of patterns including christmas ones 
Um, I love that idea. That's wonderful. And another one I heard, which doesn't save on the postage, but I think it's such a sweet idea, and it would work perfectly for you guys, for example, is the never-ending Christmas card, where you pick a massive card and you write a message, but not right in the middle of the card. You write it in one corner, send it to um, whoever's a friend of, lucky friend of choice, um, and they do the same. And then the next year you send the same card back with an additional wish and so on and so forth through the years. And how lovely love is that? I love that. That is lovely. Oh, that's... Oh, I'm think for the kids, that's a brilliant... You know, with grown-ups. Grown yeah. What a oh, charming idea. Isn't it just? And th- oh, I just love that, oh, Hannah. That's... I'm going to write that down. <laughs> you can listen to the podcast. That feels like a, poly, uh, a Paul Hollywood handshake. <laughs> Liz is writing it down. <laughs> it is. That is a mark of real... Im- oh, for Will Important. Really then. Can't yes. bake, though. <laughs> All right, well... Those are great ideas. What about um, de-stressing? And I was I was talking to a friend this morning, and she said, "You know, don't forget that it's really just a glorified Sunday lunch, and it's really important to remember why you're at that table. You know, whether it be for religious reasons or whether it's because it's great to have your family home and around you. But you know, it is a bit bonkers, isn't it, to do you know to spend a vast amount of money and do fifteen different side dishes and you know, none of them are what you would normally serve because it's it's got to be, you know, sprouts with lime shreds and chestnuts and God knows what inside to make them really, really trendy and exotic. How, you know, wouldn't it be nice if we just took the stress out of, of the lunch itself or the dinner? Definitely. What would you do in, in that case? What, have you got any good tips on just calming down a little bit for the day? Yeah, absolutely. And this comes back to what we were saying before. It is all about remembering the bigger picture, isn't it? It's the people around the table, not what's on it. I can't talk. We're a family of sprout lovers. But um, but if you don't do sprouts, don't do sprouts. Absolutely. And I, I think um, delegation is hugely valuable. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to be involved anyway. And people much prefer to be involved in the prepping of Christmas dinner than the tidying up of Christmas dinner. <laughs> so... That's true. Uh, we always prep yeah, the, always... the day before. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody has a job and it's quite a nice atmosphere, yeah. isn't it? Open a bottle of wine, get the Christmas music on in the kitchen. Someone's doing the sprouts. Someone's peeling potatoes. <laughs> That's some of my happiest memories, yeah. really, with the family. Yeah. Also, my father-in-law, every single year, messing up the... <laughs> What's he? The... Oh, God, I can't think what it's called. The thingy. Mashed potato? No, not that. No, <laughs> no, the, the, the thing that goes down and crushes it. Crushes what? <laughs> oh my gosh! Obviously, this thing that goes down. Like the playing the charades. It really is Christmas. Oh my god! Yeah. It's Christmas. Yeah. Massive brain down, fog moment. Goes down crushing it. Dishwasher thing. Thing. What you plunger? Oh, no. Not in America. Okay. For how many words? Oh my god! <laughs> I'm so talking about all food. Of this out. <laughs> Oh my god! And now I'm Check worried nuts, that I can't nuts, remember what it's called. Nuts. No, the food goes down, it gets crushed up, it gets oh, the grinder or the waste disposal. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> I thought she was talking about food. Never would have got that. Yeah, you should put that on your spreadsheet. <laughs> but you see, that's a this perfect <laughs> example, Michelle. Not the um, the forget you, That's an example of other things. But the, it's a perfect example of why Christmas shouldn't be perfect. Doesn't need to be perfect. That's the story you remember, right? That's the story you're telling. <laughs> My father-in-law always 
breaks breaking it. the waste disposal. Yeah. Yes. Poor thing. He won't do the peeling of the potatoes now. He he'd he's rather do it. some other job. Oh. He's reallocated. And there's an in- but that's okay. Oh. It's kind of funny as well, isn't it? Right. And there's an entire industry of contractors depending on people breaking <laughs> things over the Christmas season. <laughs> Why is it things do break? I guess there's more people in the house, but yeah, guarantee whether it's the boiler, some sort of plumbing of some sort, Systems. lights will go. Our fish Hot tank water. generally goes. Yeah. Hot water. Uh, the yeah. oven. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Oh, that's a good thing, isn't it? You know, um, some people, if they're lucky enough to have double ovens, that's when it's about the one time of the year you use two <laughs> ovens at the same time. Make sure it works. Yeah. Don't wait until Christmas Day. Or make sure it's clean as well. Yeah. Give it a bit of a clean ahead yeah, of time. Yes, I'm, a big, um, I, I'm a big, I'm a big, I really like to plan ahead. <laughs> All right, I'm going to fess up. This is so embarrassing. So I um, do a Christmas spreadsheet. In about June? No, this was September. You're speaking my language. Please don't feel embarrassed. Okay, so when I did this spreadsheet, you know on Google, if you do it under your your email address, that it's yours. Well, I did it under our two women chatting at gmail.com address. So it pops up <laughs> on Lizzie's drive, and I am so anal. Seriously, I it's, it's the gifts. It's every single meal throughout Christmas. Who's going to be there? What we're going to eat? Where the I'm recipes coming. are? I'm around. What I'm going to wear at each event? <laughs> She's dying. I was so embarrassed. Oh, I was just wetting myself laughing. Read it. I thought, did she know she said this? I did not know. But I would suggest that having a spreadsheet does take. Yeah. The worry out of it because then you can plan to make the bread sauce on the 2nd of December and put it in the freezer <laughs> and you can have a, a shopping list on there that you can gradually buy from November mm, onwards you know things that pantry items you know the extra brown sugar that you might need for <laughs> dessert date when you can like the sprouts they date it to what day you can literally <laughs> not as bad as that she's being mean now she is she's being mean it's a little bit tiny bit more general than that but freezing ahead i would i think is a great idea because you do that in january i'm gonna hit you have you guys come across a fabulous lady called kate hall from the full freezer so she um her um business is the full freezer and she is all about using your freezer to the most effect um that you can not batch cooking but you just using it using it almost like a, a library um of frozen ingredients that you can call upon when you need them but she advocates for stress-free christmas through prepping in advance and putting it in the freezer as much as you can I love that. and also then you can just cook what you need as well because i mean we love the leftovers but there's only so many mm. leftovers that you want and again mm. if you're adjusting for different size families depending on who's at home and who isn't this year to be able to just pull out what you want on that day, cook that, and then be able to pull out again on another day to cook for another group. Perfect. So, this yeah, is Michelle, a really good, good time. I thank you. Thank you, Hannah, my favourite friend. <laughs> I would also advocate buying freezer labels because um, otherwise everything basically looks like apple puree when mm. it's in the freezer. And you think you're going to remember that, oh, that's eight egg whites ready for my meringue, or you think you're going to remember that's bread sauce. It could also be leek and potato soup. Who knows? <laughs> but I absolutely have to have labels. And actually, just going through your freezer 
sort of at the end of November, taking out all that stuff that is three to six months or for last Christmas, <laughs> take all that out and, and you know, reuse your containers, Excellent. but get rid of all that old food that you just know you're never going to go to again. Or use Make it. Make some space. Save a little money on the grocery bill through the end of November, beginning of December, and then you can put that towards Christmas. Oh, mm. yeah. Like, I like what you're yeah. getting but, at. But it. possibly Perfect. not last year's Christmas dinner. <laughs> yeah, that might be out. Because most things are only about a month to three months. Oh, you'll months, have to ask Kate. They? I'm out of my depth on that one. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's the same for me. She sounds like a great person to know. Um, Actually, do you know what I didn't say at the beginning that listeners really should know? Hannah knows her stuff because she was on um Kirsty's handmade Christmas last year, weren't oh, you? Yeah. The Channel Four Channel Four show. How did what what did you make when you were on that? Uh we were in the hamper episode. So we made uh-huh. a Christmas movie monkeys hamper. Uh because it's all about the movies and the snuggles on the sofa at this time of year. Well actually it's movies or it's games. Let's ask which are you guys? <laughs> Movies, movies. Okay. yeah, games. No, ga- ga- I thought you, I thought you meant games as in gaming. No, we do, we do. Oh, it sounds really bad, but we play. We, I can't say we play poker. That's not bad. You got adult kids. Yeah, I think that's, that's true. Fine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, we do games and jigsaws. Yeah, well, oh, it's only yeah. one jigsaw because it's so complicated. I always leave a yeah. jigsaw out on a table, and people just drift past mm. and you know do the odd piece here and there that's exactly Mm. what we do it's the perfect Mm. one for the person who just needs a bit of downtime a bit of me time actually that comes right back to what you were saying before michelle Mm. um that christmas is a really intense time and it is really important to remember ourselves in that and especially when quite often in the family we're the lead of the christmas celebrations we're the ones who are responsible for making the magic um it's so important to remember to just reflect on what we want out of the Christmas as well as what we want to try and achieve for everyone around us um Mm -hmm. we're big advocates for that that me time we actually created a um it's a free printable grab from jollyfestive.com which is a um mindfulness advent calendar and the idea is every day when you burn your advent candle takes about 20 minutes to burn now some people enjoy a candle at dinner for 24 days which is lovely but if you wanted to you could instead use that as a timer and then say no while that candle burns that's my time that's time for me and I will do something that will make me feel happy or refreshed or revived in some way and obviously that could just be doing a job that needs doing it could be going for a nap but we've put together some suggestions of ideas of things that people could do you know just decluttering one drawer or just going outside and breathing in the fresh air just little things fantastic and if you tell the other people in your family that as well exactly that you're not being rude you're just going off for 20 minutes because it's just that's my advent time yeah Yeah. and the candles that's a chocolate you don't need to set a time you don't need to make it that aggressive you can put the phone away and just use the car the candle as your timer well talking about you know finding some mindfulness or de-stressing of course one of the things that really adds um that i was reading about to anxiety levels, to bad sleep, is having sugar. And a lot of blood sugar can, you know, really roller coaster your emotions. You can have a drop from it um, and it can affect your sleep so much. It's quite hard to avoid the old sugar train at Christmas, though, isn't it? Um, and my advice would be like, just to maybe 
only keep the sugary foods in in one room so that you're not constantly I mean when, when I grew up we mm-hmm. would have everything we'd have mulberry fruit we'd have Chinese figs remember all those old candies that that did, yeah, the, don't even yeah. get them these days do you it, but and dates, kind of the would always, always like we used to have Turkish delight absolutely stem ginger things that you you know you wouldn't really eat and obviously a tin of quality streets or roses all of those things we just don't really need all of that stuff do we especially as you think you have to finish them by the end of christmas we we used to think they've got to be done gone by boxing day so that you can diet by (laughs) new year and lose all that weight but i mean i would say that i'm going to try a lot harder this year to um try and steer away from the cocktails I mean, for one thing or another, I've been on this weight loss thing, so I don't want to really mess that all up. Um, and in fact, Jane from Jane Plan is going to write a blog for us on, you know, how to handle those, like the, the Christmas naughty food so that you don't feel like you're missing out all the time, but you're also not completely coming off the wagon. And then you've got such mm. a big amount to come back from. It's it's almost like, oh, you know, where do I even start? What do I do? Mm. But, you know, I think if you have a glass of wine, try 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 to have a glass of water afterwards or sparkling water just so that you've got something in your glass that isn't constantly alcohol because that is just it's all round bad we know that it's just all round very delicious too yeah I think also it's the trying to avoid the, the snacking <laughs> a movie munchy mm-hmm. hamper aside um it's that trying to have the sweet stuff with the meal rather than yeah. as a kind of a constant grazing because that's what Twixmas is is constant grazing games and movies right and and then mm. a walk because we must go out and get some fresh air and exercise <laughs> again somewhere yeah so maybe yeah. you can incorporate some of these really yummy festive goodies but into the dessert so put the Turkish delight into a trifle or the gingerbread into a trifle or you know use some of the quality street to make um some kind of delicious decadent chocolate dessert <laughs> we'll just yeah. not eat them or not buy them not in, buy the, first them in place. the first place. Not buy them in the first place, yeah. No, but it is all about control, isn't it? And it's, it is easier said than done, but but just hide them. Yeah. Grab a game. And, and it's also the size of containers is always bigger at Christmas as well. Have you noticed that? Which no, but I actually noticed sense. they've got smaller. Quality Street have got well, smaller. They've definitely okay. got smaller. <laughs> no, true, that side, but from the sense of it's the only time of year you can buy the really big tubs. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's with yeah. gifting and big groups in mind, of course. But it also means that there's mm. more temptations. So, I think mean, one of our tips for that, which is also cost saving as well, is buy the bigger bulk items, but decant them into something smaller, so that you don't bring it out in one go. And then again, it's that temptation on the side. Uh, and oh, that's true. And that is up. that's yeah. pretty too, isn't it? To you know, to dump out some of the the, the sweets into you know, a nice little glass crystal bowl glass yeah. bowl. It looks better, doesn't yeah. it, than maybe just having a, a vat. <laughs> yeah, a big fat old tin on your kitchen counter all the time. No, I always put a few sweets up, but then I do, it, that's the danger, it's in each room. So you might have one in the kitchen, then you just go through, not you have one in there, and then you, they, 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 they yeah. soon um, pile up. It's quite or interesting. We actually like. purposely have a bowl of sweets out all year round. Um, with sorry changing off subject here but it, I find it quite fascinating we have a bowl of sweets out all year round um for the purpose that I want my children to get used to managing their own um mm. kind of consumption rather than it being controlled for them 
Um, and it's very interesting at Christmas time when we naturally have more of those and we have guests over watching the children and the different behaviours around the bowls of sweets. <laughs> I find it quite And do you, does it work? Does it work with yours? Yes and no. Um, I'm not going to pretend it's absolutely <laughs> worked perfectly and it certainly hasn't worked funny for me. Um, but yes, I think they do have a better management because it's they know there's always supply there. So it isn't a gobble, gobble, gobble. It's a, oh, I fancy mm. one of those or I need a little bit of a pick me up in some way. And I'm not saying that sweets out is necessarily the right thing. Maybe it should be something else as well. But. No, but I, I think that if you just have like one boiled sweet, it takes the edge off. Then you don't eat a whole bar of chocolate or you don't go and eat. I, I, I find if I want something sweet, I will have a boiled sweet. Is that, is that normal? Is that just me? You, no. But I think you quite like sweet food, don't you? I'm not much into sweet food. Uh, if you give me a cheese plate, that's gone. I love cheese. That's my <laughs> oh, worst cheese. thing. Yeah. Uh, cheese and crisps, all those salty foods at Christmas, mm. they can really... Oh, um, dehydrate you yeah, as well so all that true. salt that you're suddenly up it's not just the sugar it's the salt intake so all in all this is going down a rather unpositive <laughs> slightly negative <laughs> yeah. rabbit yeah. hole of food yeah. <laughs> yeah so sort of to finish up um really just i dread the end i was going to go positive but i was going to say i dread the end when you've just got to clear the whole thing up um you know any tips really just to keep your energy up and do it in a way you said to put it into boxes per room I think that's genius like simple geniuses are always the best tips anything else just you know how how do you do it do you do you feel the need to have everything gone by the 6th of January otherwise there'll be some awful curse upon the house or you know when when do you start packing up uh, well, again, this is where running a Christmas business is a great excuse. <laughs> but um, we uh, uh, we do, we stick to the 6th of Christmas. A lot more people, are, I'm sorry, 6th of January, a lot more people seem to be going for Boxing Day now. I think with the tree going up earlier by Boxing Day, people have had enough and you know you've got the time between Christmas and New Year to start tidying up. Um, but for us, it's the 6th of January. And I do it piecemeal for the same reason as we suggest doing piecemeal at yeah. the beginning mm. you know, it's not a bad idea to do boxing to day because you've still got people around uh, i'm i'm have to admit i they're not necessarily boxing day but the 27th, 27th i stop because yeah. i say to the kids you know because they're older now can you just carry the heavy stuff upstairs yeah. because I, I stupidly why do i store my christmas stuff upstairs it's just it's <laughs> this in the loft. i'm sure i could find one downstairs. Do yeah <laughs> i don't even have a loft it goes in this side cupboard it's just well, it goes in every cupboard. <laughs> I got so much. But that is a but, brilliant way mm. of of taking the the. I mean, it's, it's third world <laughs> problems, isn't it? The dread of putting all your enormous amounts of Christmas decorations away. But to have the family involved with it, mm. having given them a lovely time at Christmas, mm. a lovely dinner. You've you've done all the hospitality. You've baked. You've you've cooked. You've cleaned. You've come together as a family not much to ask is it if they're not rushing off on the 28th or the 29th just to say can we just go through these and maybe you want to take a few home with you and you can add them to your collection of Christmas goods I think that's the time to do the the decluttering side really isn't it and to you know if you're ever considering downsizing as you know uh, as our kids leave we might be thinking shall I move this year do I need to go somewhere smaller do I want to go and live abroad <laughs> whatever it is um that is a great time to do it with all of the family around and and to do it equitably and you know 
just rounding off Christmas, really. I completely agree. Uh, and I love the idea, if you're doing that, of having a little stack of kind of gift tags or something around so that you can add a message to the baubles that you pass them pass on that just either oh. a little positive message oh. for the future or a little message that tells um, your, your son or daughter what the history of that bauble was so the that they can then yeah. keep that going for the future um, because you can remember in the moment but the next Christmas when they get it out they might be trying to remember what that significance of that particular bauble was oh. and actually I love the idea Again, coming back to perhaps in the future with grandchildren, the um, gather a selection of baubles for them as a, it could be a first Christmas gift for a new arrival, a selection of family baubles that they can treasure for future years. Or even... As usual, a brilliant idea. As usual, Hannah, you have been a treasure trove of ideas and we'll add all this to our website so that people can come and um, look them up and find your website, which is jollyfestive.com. It is, is that yes. Full of also fabulous ideas um, for the environment and for crafts and taking the stress out. Um, love what you do. And I love that you're just so jolly festive. <laughs> <laughs> so Hannah Bartlett, thanks so much. Where can they find you on Instagram if they want? And you're a big TikToker as well, aren't you? Uh, I'm not so good on TikTok, but you put a lot of ideas on that. Where can they find you? Oh, we, we try. We're we're everywhere. Jolly at Jolly Festive, except for TikTok, where someone else got there first. So we're at Jolly underscore Festive. Uh, but Pinterest and Instagram are where we're enjoying hanging out the most at the moment. Yeah, I can thoroughly recommend people just go and check you out because you've got loads of creative ideas. It's such fun. So Hannah, thank you so much for joining us today and making us feel sort of festive I'm, I'm ready I'm feeling really positive and, and ready to go I might go and get my boxes out yeah great chat soon 